Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 37 in the book of Romans. Welcome to be with me. We're uh, going to tell a little story today, not a story. In fact, in uh, December 26, 2004, there was a big earthquake in the Indian Ocean, 9.2 on the Richter scale or so. And this big rift happened out in the middle of the ocean and a hundred foot wave started traveling across the ocean at 500 miles an hour. It's, it's almost unimaginable. It hits Indonesia within 20 minutes. It hits the coast of Africa uh, eight hours later. And all some been told, 250,000 people uh, died mostly by drowning and injury uh, to this. Just incredible destruction, just the world out of order. And today... We're going to find about, out about how can this happen. I remember the Sunday after that, the church was packed. The you know the the regulars and the non-regulars, everybody showed up at church, asking the question: Is what just happened to our world? Well, the point is, is that creation groans, <clears throat> and we know it because we read the paper or were involved in that, or, or many other things: hurricanes and viruses and cancers. And we're going to find out today we don't groan alone. This is from Romans chapter 8. And we're in this section where Christ is battling for his church and suffering and dying. And he indwells us and he adopts us. And we have to be in this battle too where we're resisting uh, evil and temptation. And we're trying to walk with the spirit. And we're trying to set our minds and put to death the deeds of the uh, body. And in the sense, we suffer with him in order that we can be glorified. And today we find out we're not suffering alone. That creation is groaning and suffering, if you will, with us. Here it is. This is uh, Romans 8.18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we eagerly, as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sons, the redemption of our body. So in this passage, we're kind of groaning, we're waiting, we're waiting for this spiritual redemption, and creation is waiting alongside of us because it was subject to the fall as well for, and for no, um, for no sin of its own. There's a glory ahead. We want the glory. We can see that. We're waiting for this brighter day, uh, and we're not alone in our waiting because creation is waiting eagerly with us. So it says that. The creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons. That is, it's tied to us. It's subservient to what happens to, to us. And to their to creation's credit, it's not the creation's fault. It was subjected to futility, futility by the fall of man. So in the curse, Genesis chapter 3, it got cursed alongside with, the, with mankind. Why? Because creation did something wrong? No, it was the sin of, of Adam. And 
And ever since, it, we've now been living in the world of tsunamis and miscarriages and diabetes and tidal waves and lava and hurricanes and cancer cells and uh, suicides. And God is yet sovereign still. But we're not waiting alone. We're waiting together. So I'd like... So we as people, we, we we groan mostly inwardly, you know, between our ears and inside our heart that we would be saved from this world of sin and, and maybe externally death or my anger problem and lust problem and tongue problem and uh, the strifes that I feel in there. And creation is alongside of us and says to us exactly, I'd like a... I'd like a big world not marred by fallenness either. And so we're kind of in the same boat of creation. We're both in this together. We're both in bondage when? Until that day, until we're set free. If you turn your Bibles to the last page, to uh, Revelation 21 and 22, it talks about that day where there's there's a a new uh, creation, a new heavens, a new earth. So creation is looking forward to that day. We're looking forward to that day, secondarily because of the the real estate, but mostly because of the relationship and the conquering of sin and all that other good stuff that goes along with it, the glory to be revealed. So how bad is the groaning? Well, it's groaning as to the pains of childbirth, which if you ask women, they say this is you know one of the worst things that ever happened. So the groaning is bad. We groan inwardly. Creation groans outwardly. But you can't say... I groan alone because every person you meet is groaning. They're confronted with the challenges and dealing with sin. And even if they're doing it well, and probably even more if they're doing it well, it means suffering. It means resisting. And then we look outside, you go outside your door, and every flower, every blade of grass, every star, every galaxy, every asteroid, and every microbe is also operating in a in a fallen world. So there's a time coming. Here's the hope here, is we're going to have a resurrected body, and it's going to live in a new heaven and a new earth. We're going to have adoption. We're going to be living face-to-face with God. Sin will be no more. It'll be off the map, no such thing. Death, no such thing. No tears, wiped away. And we'll be f- free from the effects of sin in a new heaven and a new earth earth. So we're living between in this moment where we have this revealed, I'm telling you about it right now, but then you you know, then you say, well, my knee hurts. Well, we're, we're between worlds, if you will. We're stuck between what's what's revealed to us and what we've, we have yet received. And so we're living in these middle ages of so- God's sovereignty. Uh, if you if you think about the Bible, we're living not in the first three pages. It was perfect then. It's going to be perfect on the last three pages. We're living in the middle pages of the Bible in this time of frustration. So if you are frustrated, you are in good company. Creation has its wagon hitched to us. It's waiting for us. It it's kind of happened against the will of creation, if you will. If you think about it personified, it's... Creation is in futility. It's in the world of tsunamis and bondage. And it's groaning as well until this age is over and we have a new heavens and a new earth and a new relationship with God revealed in glory. So while we wait between the revealed world to come and the received world, which we haven't received yet, creation waits with us and creation groans with us. Thanks for listening.